0: You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose.
1: I go by Toyota. And sponsors T4. Fuck
0: me, Lee Ryan's 13!
2: I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.
1: This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode we translate British and Irish pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. (laughs) Yo, welcome. Welcome. I'm Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. Hi, babes. Hi, babes. I'm incredibly hyped up on coffee. How are you doing? I'm psyched. I'm stoked. (laughs) I'm just stoking your flames already. I know, you're really, really needling me right from the start. Let me tell you something. (laughs) The reason I feel so, like, bonkers right now is because- Dizzy Rascal. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I signed up for a gym class today, and I was on the wait list, and I knew that I wasn't going to get it. So uh, it started at 11.15, and I think 10.55 this morning, I was laying in my pajamas. I think I was just staring out of the window and having a lovely relaxing time, and then I got a message saying I was on the list, and I had five minutes to get ready and go to the gym. So I did this... Did you do uh, it? Yeah, I did an unexpected gym class. It was really hard. I feel like I've lost my mind, and I also discovered why I hate pink as an artist from that class. Mm. And it's for one song in particular. Can you guess? Well, it can't be "So What" because we've discussed how much we hate that anyway. Yeah, they, but there's a certain I have a certain love hidden in the hatred of "So What" because I think it's kind of funny. What about what about what about us? What about all the, the the inferior? What about us in terms of our lives? That's actually really bad, but it's still not that one. Can you give me a, one clue, please? Medical. Oh, <laughs> nursing. <laughs> pill, yes. pill. just like, like a, a pill instead of making me better yeah. mm. I hate that song also it's no jagged little pill it's really not it's an inferior pill song but yeah my instructor played it today and I had to try and ride a spin bike to it and I was really annoyed that I was like in rhythm to oh, it wow can't mm. you run it was Da-da-da-da-da. like a exactly it was like a heavy like spin uh, song uh, 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 and I was just really grumpy that I had to like uh, 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 give it the the time of day and the beat i i'm not i'm i'm unhappy for you what's her (laughs) she's got a song out at the moment and it's got such a like an obvious title it's something really i'm just gonna pretend the title is like it's something like well the (laughs) well i'm releasing music still (laughs) no no but it's by pink this is like a really obvious but not great phrase that you might use every day like well an apple a day. <laughs> Something like that. Hang on. What is it? I can't wait for Pink's new single, Well, an apple today. A Bird in the Hand by Pink. Actually, a bird in the hand is quite a nice name for a song. <laughs> a bird in the hand. <laughs> yeah, just in <some> general. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Bird in the hand's worth two in the bush. I've never heard that. You've never heard I've that. I've never heard that. That's a very common um what are they called? Idiom? Trustful. Uh. Like, it just feels so like that's so in a way. Well, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who got in touch about the appeal for me finding someone to go to Gay Ski Week with, because we <laughs> did have it work? Conf- yeah Teddy Angel Investor Teddy is going to go to Gay Ski Week with me. So we did an appeal on the podcast, but just our friend is going with you. <laughs> our friend who listens and supports the podcast and sometimes does graphics for the podcast is coming with me. Do you feel like the, the shout out was the thing that really tipped him over the edge into going with you? I like to think so. He was like, "God, Ben, Ben stoops so low that he's asking straight." <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I just, I I must go with him. He has been sending me pictures of his ski outfits, which are super fun. And then he sent me a picture of a fake fur hat. And I just replied, as you full well know, my feelings on fur, it's gotta be real. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) But what's fun about that joke is, am I joking? Yeah, exactly. So on Wednesday night this week, I was having a lovely relaxing night in and I watched the best thing I've ever seen, which is the Pamela Anderson, Love Pamela, Netflix documentary. Oh my God. What an amazing two hours of my life that went past. Mm. You haven't seen it yet, have you? You're going to watch it tonight. Yes. I'm going to watch it tonight with podcast Nemesis Michael and I haven't watched it yet. Oh shit. <laughs> But if I had secretly watched it, I would say that I appreciated how how it how well made it is. Yeah, it's really it's really good. It's really one of my favourite things about it is and this is a two-way street right because a lot of it's about how it's about consent and the lack of control she had in the nineties when her sex tape was stolen from her. I don't even want to say sex tape her Home recordings were stolen from her because her son is one of the producers. There's a real level of trust there, and she essentially said, "I want no say in this documentary. Yeah. I just want to tell my story. You look through all the stuff. You decide what yeah, to she, keep basically, in. she basically gave them every piece of like home home footage, and she gave them her diaries, which is crazy. And what was so cool? Is there's that moment in the documentary where she says that she doesn't want to do the voiceover or read or narrate the diaries because there might be stuff in there that she decides is too personal and and she doesn't want to share. So she's saying on camera, no, because I want you to have the freedom to tell the story that you want to tell. Yeah, what? That's so cool. And also her diary entries. What a, what a wonderful human. Yeah. Like from the word go, it's like 1991, Venice Beach. I just want to earn enough money to buy my family a home. That's all I really care about. It's I like, like when oh. I like when she said when she, when she was really bad with money and she's like, I just wanted my credit card to work so I could go out for food and get my nails done. Mm. And I truly believe when she said that that, that, that that's actually what she meant. She's like, I just want to like have a nice little car and drive and get my nails done. And yeah, she yeah. <sighs> she, she, yeah. Uh, even like the, the scene where she's packing to go to New York to perform in Chicago, like... She has these she has these suitcases open and she's just dumping lots of stilettos and heels and boots in and they're all she's like these are really expensive and she's just chucking them in she doesn't care I like that one scene at the end where she was wearing she put her glasses on over her sunglasses yes and called her son and she's like look I can see and he's like you know they make prescription sunglasses and she was like what? what, <laughs> what, a, what a yeah that was just such a joy really well made in comparison to the JLo Netflix documentary which was like from exec producer Jennifer Lopez and you knew she was in that that edit room like leaning over the editor being like take this bit out and put this in her and benny medina's sticky fingers all over everything <laughs> dinero 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 <laughs> hey i tried to go see ava max this week oh and i i literally could not think of what <laughs> i was like oh ava max uh, she's someone whose music i really like and cannot recall a her face or be any of the songs when i think about it all the songs. I wanted to try and sing that Kings and Queens song and then I was about to go into All it I was, the Kings but, but I was about to mama. go on Ah yes, S and M by Ava Mags. I mean, I know. Maybe you're the problem. Because you. You know that song? And it sounds like something from a modern West End musical. What about. She's a miracle. She's a miracle. Do you conduct in the deck? Million Dollar uh, Baby? i a million, million dollar, dollar baby. baby. Too to many. Get a baby. She's <laughs> I do. I, I really like that song. I feel like there's one too many syllables in the term million dollar baby that get fitted into that. It should be million doll baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> what well, is mean a billion, billion, do, billionaire ball? Wait a minute. No. <laughs> I, try, I tried to troll people online by finding <laughs> that song and writing underneath it. <laughs> so the song's called Million Dollar Baby and underneath I was going to write... Oh, I I love the scene in the movie where they use this. (laughs) But all to say, I didn't get to see Ava Max. And it's one of those things where it's like, in the past couple of weeks, I've managed to buy Madonna tickets. Madonna tickets. But I could not secure $35 Ava Max tickets. (laughs) And I went down a lot of avenues and spoke to a lot of contacts. I was like, what is going on in the world? Where's she performing? She was performing last week at it's called the masonic lodge but it's the (laughs) the masonic lodge at hollywood forever cemetery it's basically a stage at the hollywood forever cemetery it's really cool (laughs) no i think it sounds cool yeah it's just funny to hear it every every detail i hear about ava max makes me laugh i actually like her but i also find her very funny okay should we let's do some feedback let's do it So as ever if you want to get in touch with us do go to our instagram you're welcome america you can also email us yeah you're welcome america podcast at gmail.com and please rate and review us on apple podcast do you want to kick us off <laughs> should we call him so podcast nemesis michael contacted us and um, he's talking about our podcast about the san bernardino mountains and he thinks actually that the uk equivalent uh, of the San Bernardino Mountains is 100% not the Lake District. He says it's more like the New Forest. Cuz we said it was the Lake District. Yeah. He says I have many reasons why, but it's probably boring. I bet they are. Let's get those boring reasons live as we call them.
2: Hey babe, you're
1: right. Hi babes. Um just to I, just to, for consent reasons, I have to tell you you are live on the air of our podcast. <laughs>
2: okay. Oh my god. Yeah, World
1: Fraser. <laughs> Hi. Uh, really quickly, we're, we're just reading your feedback and you said that it's, um, you have many reasons why it's the new forest, not the Lake District. And we wanted to know why live. What is it?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, basically the new forest is, is shit. And the thing about, <laughs> like, you guys always say that the UK equivalent of an American thing has to be shitter. And <laughs> the thing about, like, the Lake District is a place that people go from around the world. Like, it's beautiful. Like, Taylor Swift wrote a song about it. Oh, And the new forest is where everyone goes on their school trip, you
1: know? So just to confirm, American podcast nemesis Michael, he is saying that the new forest in your country is shit. Is that right, Michael? Uh, and yeah, well, as an American, I would like to say that I'm equally offended by you knowing nothing about my fucking culture. <laughs> I actually... What? Um, I actually think... I actually... I agree I'm with sorry, Michael. Sorry. My uh, my grandparents uh, lived sorry. in the New Forest and it is shit. <laughs> He's right. Sorry to disturb you. It sounds like you're busy. It's okay. It's lunchtime.
0: All right, I'll talk well, to you later. Give, them, you give later. them my love.
1: Tell them Uncle I'm Fraser bye. says he loves it. Bye. <laughs> Better than Uncle Ben. Um, to to s- make sure Michael's children love me more than you. So we had quite a lot of feedback from our episode about the wanted we actually have had multiple people get in touch with us saying that we were far too dismissive of the song gold forever on instagram oh, france tendo frank tendo it's actually an, it's a pun on nintendo <laughs> It's, it's Frank and Nintendo. I get it. <laughs> so stupid. So Frank Tendo said, you know, justice for gold forever. Then actually I also received an audio piece of feedback regarding this as well. Let me just play this out loud okay. for you. I received this personally. Mm. Um, when people go personal in our feedback and just go, no, don't even use the official channels. Always a concern. They mean business.
0: Justice for gold forever. <laughs>
1: wow. That's core listener, Charlie, CLC. <laughs> CLC to sent me just a voice note saying that is she at the the justice for gold forever rally yeah the forum yeah <laughs> and uh, there's also justice for i found you from uh, the garbarator on instagram but he also said justice for heart vacancy which i don't feel we need justice for because i i really went on and on about it oh, 100% our girl crystal has been in touch and she said i've pulled some british people on american things they don't understand and i have some topic suggestions and one of them is both simpson sisters jessica and yeah. i was like, i was like what the ones from the simpsons <laughs> Well, Lisa and... No, I was thinking of Marge's sisters. Oh, right. Patty and Selma. Yeah, but what about the kids? Lisa and Maggie? <laughs> yeah, true. Lisa, Maggie, but yeah, Patty, Selma, he's... Jessica, Ashley. Okay. Well, Crystal, you've got to be more specific. But Crystal's saying British people don't understand or know about the Simpsons sisters? Who's she talking to? I said I've just written here as <laughs> feedback polling the wrong people. <laughs> well, listen, if 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 the people are asking for it, even if they're the three people that Crystal spoke to on a night out in East London, we're happy to provide. Actually, that is a good topic. Just both sisters and one. Yeah, the sister Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Is our next spin-off show the Ashley Simpson show? <gasps> okay it's confirmed so just so you know you're welcome america listeners right now you get the usual podcast you know every other week but we are doing our you welcome america spinoff series Your welcome America presents chasing the saturdays every week we'll recap that show <laughs> and it looks like we've just confirmed publicly that our next spinoff is going to be your welcome america presents the ashley simpson show is it called the ashley simpson show i think it is what is the theme tune's autobiography isn't it i got
2: this on <laughs> my
1: t-shirt made my autobiography wait and how does it end <laughs> in
2: the exciting.
1: that's what a thrill did you see my face <laughs> Lots of information has been flooding into us from various sources. Ari, Cheryl's appearance in 2-2-2, oh, a ghost story. I just saw a ghost. <laughs> I need to tell its story. So I've got a bit of light feedback. This is, this is feedback, friend of a friend feedback from my friend Millie says... Uh, two two two. My friend Sarah saw it the other night and said Cheryl was the best in the cast, and that she was insanely beautiful and you couldn't take your eyes off of her. Okay, well that's like one step closer than my friend Jen, who <laughs> I have I have <laughs> saved on my phone as Jen mate. Mate, Jen <laughs> mate. Also sidebar, one step closer is an amazing song by S Club Juniors. Oh, one hundred percent. Jen mate, she went opening night <gasps> oh, of shit. Cheryl. And I asked her, how was it? And she said, oh God, it was hilarious. I'm not sure if it was meant to be. And then I asked her to do a review. And I said, please don't give away the ending. And we do adore Cheryl. So we'd love to find some positives in there amongst the critiques. So she then sent us this.
0: Hi, Ben. Hi, Fraser. It's Jen. Oh gosh, what to say about 222. I mean it was amazing and Cheryl was great and it was just so exciting to like see her on stage um so on the on the outside of the theatre she's just Cheryl like no surname we were like oh my god and then we like got to the theatre and the queue was like around the corner it was absolutely heaving So we like grabbed like a box of Maltesers and we got into the theatre with about a minute to spare and everyone was like freaking out that it was so late. And then we like ran into the bar and this massive bouncer's like, you're too late, you're too late, you can't have a drink. But we managed to like get around the side door of the bar and come back in and this other guy wasn't being served either. So I was like, I'll just get your drinks. I've managed to get to the front of the bar so we like bought like a load of wine and then like all of us like him and his friends and like us like we all walked down to our seats and then like Cheryl came out and everyone was just like silent and she looked amazing she's in this really gorgeous like midi dress her hair's up she looks really chic like very conservative and the whole things at this London dinner party that's like the main set I mean, I found her, like, really believable. Like, she was very, you know, totally stood up to the other actors and actresses on the stage. And, I mean, everyone was there to see her. You could just see everyone's eyes was on her. Like, oh, then, like, halfway through the play, I was like, God, my God, like, what's that sound? And there's this fight going on, like, a few, like, seats across from us. And it's the guy from the bar that we, like, got the drinks with. And the girl in front of him had lent, too far forward and was like blocking his view and so he couldn't like see the stage anymore so he's like you've got to move out of the way and she had like big curly hair and they were having this massive fight that I think they finally managed to like settle after like a few minutes and we were like my god what's going on Um, yeah oh my god it was just really moving it's a really like moving play and I was still like thinking about it a week on and I just remember like at the end like everyone just went crazy and We were like looking out for Kimberly Walsh. We're like, oh my God, she must be in the audience somewhere. And it's just so worth a watch. I'd give it like five out of five. It's just so fun to go with like your best mates. And um, yeah, I just absolutely loved it. Wow. That that
1: was Gemma's route. Now bearing in mind (laughs) before she sent that, she, she messaged me. Oh God, it was hilarious. I'm not sure if it was meant to be. And then she sent that. I said, you know, try and be positive. She'd give that message. And then I said, love how you took my note to be positive in your review. But you're also allowed to say if something was shit, anything you didn't like about it. So she said, this line was very cringy. Dinner guest to Cheryl. Where did you meet your husband? And Cheryl replies, we met helping out at a refugee camp. (laughs) She also said the smoke machine that is outside the back door and set is a bit shit. Like those 1990s clubs when the smoke machine comes on. (laughs) And there are a lot of fox sex noises. Yeah. And she said, those are my top three things I didn't like. Oh, do you know what? It's funny she says that because I actually, because they used the fox sex noises as like a jump scare. And and in the one I watched, it was coyote sex noises because it was not it because it was in America. And they really scared me. Oh really? And I, and I will say the smoke machine was pretty effective in the production that I saw, but, but that's you're, Los Angeles for you're you, You're in LA. It. I mean, industrial know. light and magic really got their hands <laughs> on that one. I like how a huge chunk of her review is about not being able to get a drink. It's really, it's really fantastic. Speaking of which, I don't know if you saw on our Twitter feed, Twitter user Nick Levine went to see 222 and he said, the bartender at 222 tonight told me they'd run out of white wine because the community were really out and forced to support Cheryl. Never been prouder. Oh, that's good. <laughs> the theatre ran out of white wine. Yes, because my friend Jen was buying <laughs> wine for troublemakers. Yeah, exactly. Juicy Slong. Jen, thank you so much for that review. We loved it. It was so good. Any yeah. other any other feedback from 222? Yeah, keep it, keep keep it, it coming. coming. <laughs> so anyway, please get in touch with your feedback. And we are back. In every episode, we do an American topic and a British topic. Ben is first with our British topic. I think I know what it is, because I think I might have been texting you about it all morning. Mm -hmm. What is it? It is All Saints. Not the shop. (laughs) The girl group. So. I know where it's at. In 1993, they were formed quite early. Yeah. yeah, It was in London. And they were formed by the music manager who later also founded the Sugar Babes, which makes a lot of sense. They're very much the the early blueprint for the Sugar Babes. Vibe-wise. So here's how I'm going to do it. (laughs) And soft vocal-wise. Harmonies. Mm. We're just going to go through the album releases and go from there. So first album, All Saints, in 1997. This is the big one, really. Self-titled Self-titled. What's who they are. Yeah. (laughs) So any Americans, any Americans out there, All Saints, I'm trying to work out... What would be the All Saints song they would know? And I wonder if it's pure Pure Shores because the beach. A lot of American people do know Never Ever. Really? Yeah. I I feel like I've I've had that as a reference point from American people. I think Pure Shores and Never Ever are the two like breakthrough ones that kind of got through. Okay, we'll get to it. First song they released. I know where Oh it's my at. god. I know I love this song. I still love this song. I remember the I remember getting this on I think on a single, like maybe a cassette single, actually. Can't maybe I did I get it on a cassette? I think I did. Because and I remember listening to this song over and over and over and over again. It is mm-hmm. such a good song. I had a I had the CD single and there was a remix I actually preferred because you know I love a remix. You love a remix. Now I was listening to this song on the way over here. and I have to say. I think it's shit. Oh, no! <laughs> because listening to it now it's a bit embarrassing how dare because you because they're all kind of putting on these American accents that was they, they definitely got forced down a certain kind of route of kind of very American like R&B light yeah and it, it, it's they kind of course correct themselves a little bit Did as you? they move through their careers but, but I think this song in particular so Shazney's rap where it's like well I know you like to party and, and you, you want to get on, on down you've gonna baby to the, the right down. now imagine if Mel b sang that. you can get it going on and you and me oh do it smell b And <laughs> right. i know you like to party and, and you, you want to get on, on down, down. <laughs> but do you know what you i mean get moving over to the right sound like yeah. i actually believe it <laughs> right okay that's my issue and in those I early don't complain days that i know where it's at just, just come,
2: come around, around.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> oh, it, g- gorgeous that was good gorgeous be. vocal uh in those early days, they were really pitched as, like, a cool, edgy alternative to the Spice Girls. Yes, definitely. How did you feel about that? It, much like with Girls Aloud and The Sugar Babes, I was happy to have the pop, and I was happy to have the, the cool alternative at the same time. Totally. I know it's not the complete direct comparison, but I was happy for both things to exist, and I liked both things almost as obsessively. Especially oh. that first album, that All Saints first album. I I know that album, like, inside out. You see, I I much prefer always preferred the spice girls it was just more fun and more me really but i did really appreciate all sense yeah i had a my friend leah who uh i've referenced before on the, on the podcast as the only person in the world that likes the song chocolate by kylie minogue oh my god it's her favorite <laughs> kylie minogue it's her song her kylie she's a hundred percent wrong, <laughs> <She's 100%> wrong. <laughs> she she really she dialed in right from the jump with All Saints and then so me and her had like a very special All Saints relationship and it goes actually throughout their entire career I was actually messaging her about it this morning and we were just talking about our favorite songs still and it really reminds me of and I, again, all we ever do is tell the same stories on this podcast, but mm-hmm. I've told you this before that Leah had a CD player in her room where you put the CD in the top, like a slot in the top and it went bzzz, Ooh. and started playing the CD. And I've got a real distinct memory of that All Saints album, that cover, of popping that in and me and her just like kind of grooving together. That bold sort of caution font I would describe yes. it as. <laughs> like it's been like stamped on All Saints. <laughs> Their second single was Never Ever Now. I hate this song. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) And by the way, you're right, because uh, you're right in hating it. You're right that Americans might know it. It turned out, it got to number four in the the Billboard 100. I would be fine if I never heard this song again in my life. That's how I, yes, you're correct. However, I'm going to test you right now. Can you do the spoken word intro in three, two, one? A few questions that I need to know. How you could ever hurt me so. I need to know... What I did wrong, and how long it's been going on. Ooh, ooh. Did I not pay enough attention? Oh, fuck. Did I? Fucked I... It. Oh, no, I, I oh, fucked it up, didn't oh, I? Oh, did you? Okay. I don't know. Well, anyway, I feel like we both know about as much as
2: each other. Because
1: I actually, if that song's playing, I prefer to do the... I prefer doing that, so I think I pay more attention to the, the harmonies. Because I'm a vocalist. I just... I, if, I don't know, I just imagine and this didn't happen we'll come on to it because I think they have a very strange legacy in that they're not if you went to like a fun poppy gay throwback party night you're not you're never gonna get an All Saints song which is weird yeah but Imagine if this song, even at uni, had been played, and everyone like put their arms around each other yeah. and swayed. That's the vibe of this song that it's, I hate. It's it, yes, I, I know exactly what it is. It's for you and me. It's an anth- a negative like anthemic kind of song where it's like everyone gets really like crazy about oh, it. Yeah, oh, this like, one! Yeah. Come on! It's like I you've would... got to love never ever. <laughs> right. No, you don't. Got to fuck exactly. off. I would rather hear you know, the fucking 98 mix of Lady Marmalade. Yeah, well, actually, that came <laughs> next. Is a double A-side with Under the Bridge. Now, you sent me the video earlier. <laughs> I'm sorry, before we... I don't actually want to talk about Under the Bridge too much because it's boring. It's a Red but, Hot Chili Peppers song, but I don't need, care. I need you to know that my brother had to explain to me... <laughs> who the Red Hot Chili Peppers were after that I had this album and said that I liked this song. And he played it for me. And it's one of the first times in my life I remember looking my brother square in the eye and being like, I don't like this version. I like this version. And I was like, and I don't care that this one came before it. This one is better. I, th- I thought you were going to say it's one of the, the, the moments in your, first moments in your life where you look your brother directly in the eye yeah. and you thought... I'm different to you. <laughs> oh, that we'd already crossed over that, under under that bridge, like, way before. So I sent you the video to the 98 mix of Lady Marmalade this morning. Did you watch it? <laughs> Boule, vule, vule, vule. Yeah, I did. I, I replied. <laughs> oh, yes. It was like a full... I can't believe it doesn't have, like, a seizure warning on it. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. There's a lot of... So in my 90s camcorder I had... <laughs> It, you could zoom in and out just by switching this thing. It's a real it was quick very zoom, like grr, grr, yep. grr, there's a lot of that. <laughs> I said that it was as if it was directed by the the guy who directed Catwoman with Halle Berry because <laughs> yeah, it, it is <laughs> swinging all over the place. I actually didn't see your text. That's why I'm looking oh, a little confused. Good. What it? was a funny text? Oh, same director as Catwoman. There we go. Sorry. Right. Yeah, thank I, you. I, 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 saw, I was in the gym when you sent that. Okay, so Lady Marmalade. This was in what ninety seven, ninety eight. Now, which is weird because Lady Marmalade with the fucking super group for moulin rouge what was 2000 yeah it was very close yeah i prefer i actually prefer this version i prefer this one as well yeah do you know what i'd like if in this verse version you popped in christina but just the moment she goes hey oh, and also if we could pop in little kim's rap <laughs> just... <laughs> sorry what no it's just because you're louder in my ear so you just Smashed my eardrum open. You're welcome. Because <laughs> you know, I like, I like the, in this version, I like where they say, "Where you think you're sleeping tonight?" Uh, uh, and it goes like uh, into uh, like a beep, beep, uh, beep, beep, uh, beep, beep. Uh, uh. More of a digital breakdown on this version. And this isn't. And their version is not a strict cover so much, is it? There's like a few more like added in, and there's some strange spoken word segments of that song about. No other no. no, no. Do yes, do do kitty kitty. that, here's my kid again. in that man? Gotta get percent, gotta get the whole you know, run. <laughs> you can play it nice and tight. Ramble up, tag up, ba ba ba. Okay, then we move on to booty call. Oh yeah, booty call. Great song.
2: booty call. Bring it
1: such a good song now this was the opening of the tour because you saw the tour as i well, did didn't, see yeah? the tour yeah there is an insane uh youtube video which is it was it felt like a very early days technology of them doing streaming a concert online mm. and they have that entire concert on youtube and it's hosted it's like opened by gail porter and oh. she's and she's and then she's talking about how it's called like on digital, she's like, oh, but she has this really long intro where she's reading off these really small cards which she's having to keep <laughs> flicking through them and it goes on for a really long time and she's in Wembley Stadium. Wembley? Yeah. <laughs> in front of this, like, of this crowd that are waiting for All Saints to start. You can tell everyone's getting kind of restless because she's having to read all this, like, copy... Um, but I watched the, I watched their performance of Booty Call where they come down in the phone boxes. Yes. And it really took me back. When did you see them? Where? Um, uh, the Glasgow SECC. That's the Scottish. <laughs> the <hamnesses? laughs> Um Well, funny you should ask that. Originally it was called the SEC, the Scottish Exhibition Centre, and then it became the Scottish Exhibition and Conference Centre, the SECC. <laughs> it has since been trumped by the Hydro. <laughs> It just, no, we'll go watch that at the Hydro. <laughs> and then the armadillo was built. Shout out to Glasgow. <laughs> the armadillo. I saw them. I saw the Birmingham NEC, you know, of all places. You know me, never been to Birmingham. <laughs> I've only been in very strange ways like that. I only went, you, again, this is another, I tell the same stories all the time. I only went because it was my 16th birthday or 15th, 15th birthday and we went to Alton Towers. <gasps> what a and day. Then, oh, it was the best, it was the best weekend of my life. And yeah, so we did an All Saints concert and an Alton Towers trip. Also, I think this is something I need to confront my mum about when she does come on the podcast again. But Uh-oh. she basically, we did this weekend away and my mum didn't bother booking any accommodation. She's like, oh, we'll just find somewhere. And then we couldn't find somewhere. And I remember we were driving for like hours and hours into the night until we found this kind of um, oh, bed and breakfast. That makes me really nervous. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> this is why I'm so weird about, <laughs> you know, why I'm so uptight. We would, oh, she just made me think. We would do... We would go for a pre-concert dinner at the Rotunda, which is just beside the SECC. And then the thing would always be like, you get dropped off there and then you'd walk over. And then my dad would be like, no, we'll pick you up at the Rotunda car park. (laughs) The Rotunda. Rotunda. It was one of them near my university, the Rotunda. Oh, really? Yeah. It had a bowling alley and a cinema in it. The Rotunda, by the way, (laughs) side note to Glasgow fans, is fucking baffling. There are two opposite side of the river in Glasgow. Do you know what they're for? There's a there is a, a tunnel that goes under the river and it's where horses and carts used to go in. They would wind them down and then they would trot under the river and they'd wind them back up. Is
2: that not fucking bananas?
1: I'm not quite sure what you mean by wind down and out. They but... had like a an old school, like, wood contraption with with um ropes and stuff that they would like wind and it would lower the horses and carts down wow yeah like a little horse lift yeah horse elevator okay we by the way before we whip to their next album one of their producers the all saints producers this guy called kg i got a little obsessed with him okay oh i remember him do you remember this i feel like this song is very you as well i'm just gonna play it This is one of the the producers and this is a song he had called I Don't Really Care featuring Michelle Escoffery. (laughs) Remember that I do remember that and I also remember Michelle Escoffery because she was on a Artful Dodger song. Of course she was. She was a vocalist for an Artful Dodger song. She was just I bet she was like a session singer. One billion that the, the producers percent. were trying to like make happen. That song is in the same wheelhouse as two two songs. One is <laughs> Ring, ring, ring by Aaron Sol that was on ring, the ring, <laughs> ring. on the Bridget Jones soundtrack. My telephone soundtrack. keeps ringing. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll on the Bridget Jones soundtrack, uh-huh. and the other one is uh, Dane Bowers. Shut up and forget about it. Shut up and forget about <laughs> it. You ain't getting none of this no more. Yeah, that's such a. There's so many lost songs of that time. This okay. This is. Um, this might be too much of a tangent. uh Oh. Do you remember? There was one single by this one guy. And he released one song on one song only and had an insanely CGI video. He was British, but the whole song was, he sang American, he looked American. And it was called, he was called Boniface, B-O-N-I, like face. Mm -mm. And the song was called Cheeky.
2: Do you
1: remember this? No, but it sounds like I should. Yeah, I'm going to. We'll discuss this offline because that video, what we just watched was incredibly confusing. So we'll discuss this offline. But I, I do feel you need to listen to the whole song because okay. it's one of those songs that I, I can't remember if it really is real or not. But now you've looked at it and heard it with me. It's confirmed that it's real. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Back to the All Saints. 2000, they released their next album, Saints and Sinners. I I Googled this album. And I was like, oh, that album artwork, I forgot about yeah. it. It's got some fun diamantes. It's kind of cool. They've been, they've really blown out lighting wise the caucasian members are like ghosts in that yeah. picture <laughs> william orbert Orber? um, oh, orbert got involved um william orbit got involved that's like who's william orbit now we have three three singles in this album pure shores black coffee all hooked up okay first of all pure shores <laughs> are we gonna have to talk about the beach from the beach <laughs> <laughs> you've been to the beach from the beach in thailand to the beach, from the beach someone just the other yeah, day i went on my gap year I saw, and I actually someone I used to work with here in the states. They they're out right, there right now, and I barely know this woman, but I some for follow her for some reason. She's currently on the beach from the beach. She posted that Co- and I was Co- like, to and I was like, oh, this is the moment where I mute you yes. on Instagram. Every everyone in that gap year went, especially our age. Everyone went on that gap. year went to the beach, beach from to the, the, the beach. beach. <laughs> I went to movie? Uh, we stayed in this like a hut over the water. It was amazing. Did buckets on the beach a full moon party. <laughs> I would say in the UK this this is one of their biggest. Yeah, absolutely. And what is hilarious about it? So it was on the, the soundtrack to the beach. And what's hilarious about it is the music video, they cut in lots of shots of the beach, yes. the movie. But where are they? They're in North Norfolk, a, <laughs> beach, a beach called Holcomb, which also is the uh, featured in the end of Shakespeare in Love. And they're looking really chilly. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's cold where I'm from. A lot of parker jackets. Yeah. Oh, a quick deviation, actually. Cargo pants oh. and parker jackets. Oh. Very All Saints. And All Saints aesthetic was, and to use a real UK term, it was combat trousers and a vest top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a great Good for the girls as well. Like, think about... At that time, when the Spice Girls were strapped into all kinds of contraptions and heels, and all Saints Buffalo boots. all Saints got to wear combat trousers and vest tops. Yeah, some, some so comfy, some comfies. I do feel like one of the Appleton sisters at some point was always wearing goggles on her head, like a steampunk. Was yeah. it Nicole. Yeah, goggle goggles, <laughs> and maybe some hair done a little bit. Um, Zoe Ball and live and kicking, yes. some like fun, like almost look, looks like twirly pasta. Yes, <laughs> I th- I think this album is where they got their. They, they got to sound like All Saints. Okay. I think the first album doesn't really sound like what the rest of their kind of music sounds like. This And it's really hard to kind of put your finger on what the genre of this music is. It's kind of, it's pop music, but it's kind of... It's like, this isn't probably the right phrase, but it's like uh, chill pop Yes, it's, it's completely, completely. Which is kind of weirdly, like a lot of the Sugar Babes songs are kind of chilled out pop music. That's That's why it made sense that yeah. the same people who put them together put... The babes. Together. I like black coffee. Black coffee is a really good song. I love black coffee. Can we just talk about the name of this album? Saints and Sinners. Kind of annoying. <laughs> and it's a little sugar babes yeah. 4.0. Yeah. No, you're right. Where my kiss would be on Saints and, and Sinners. sinners it? Yeah. Saints and Sinners. <laughs> Shh. No, I really like black coffee because I think black coffee. The be- whenever I hear the beginning of it, I always think, oh, I don't really like this. I'm like, nah. and that bit's kind of annoying. But I really like the kind of. I thing really Little was harmonies wasn't it very like breathy harmonies mm, caramel there, kind of. sounding harmonies <laughs> <laughs> and also me and my friend leah of the drop in the top cd player we were obsessed with that cd player definitely malfunctioned at some point oh, that, like oh, half yeah. spat out a cd we definitely chewed up the Coyote ugly soundtrack because me and her <laughs> me and her basically burnt that to death <laughs> on that cd player but i remember me and her were obsessed with uh, calling each other on our landlines and doing the beginning of all hooked up Remember how the song begins? Come on, come
2: on. Come on. Come on.
1: Uh. Yeah, <laughs> that, I genuinely think "All Hooked Up" is like a top, a top one in the collection. That but yeah, good. we would call each other on landline and go, "Come on, g- g- come on." And you, the, the game was to go as strange as you could with the come on. And then I then actually me, did it to her today. <laughs> meanwhile, in the background, you're just hearing like... Zzz, zzz, zzz. <laughs> oh, shit, my CD player. The yeah. CD stuck.
2: <laughs>
1: I wonder... I'm going to ask Leah what, what came, whatever came of that CD player. Oh, that CD player got taken to a dump. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's long gone. It's at a landfill somewhere. Okay, so actually, All Hooked Up was their last single from this album. <laughs> The Wikipedia says the music video was entirely shot in a hotel room, (laughs) which I thought was really enjoyable. So at this point, they're riding high, but they had a big. Breakup. Shazne Lewis later explained that the catalyst for the breakup was a disagreement over who would wear a certain jacket for a photo shoot. <laughs> I love that. But to be fair and full disclosure, she's like, well, look, that was just emblematic of much bigger issues. Yes. It's just that the the jacket, I wonder what that jacket was. <laughs> I'd love to know what jacket it was. So the gals decided to get back together in 2006. They had an album called Studio One. They released a couple of singles. One was called Rock Steady. I, best, best
2: baby, eyes, rock
1: steady I, I, I think I think Rock Steady was it didn't get enough love in the world. It's not good. I think it's a it's a it's a completely it's a completely fine song. It's not. <laughs> Okay, well, the world exists with different opinions, and (laughs) we're allowed to have different ones. Okay, well, how do you feel? What's our combined opinion about their second single, Chick Fit? I I I must admit, I don't know this one. That song sounds like a mess. (laughs) Okay, All Saints in 2016. Nothing happened that year, did it? 2016 quiet year (laughs) there was a song this album called one strike and it's fucking great so that song was great and then recently well kind of recently in 2018 they had an album called testament one thing i do want to say is somewhere in between these albums William Orbit, Willie Orbit. He hadn't done his he, he hadn't done any music projects for ten years. He'd been focusing on art. But he bumped into the Appleton Sisters on a night out in Soho. <laughs> and they convinced him to do a song, of course. Hi, girls. How are you? And I've been busy with doing the art a night out in Soho. Soho. I will say that when you listen to their like more recent stuff, they they are in this strange point or strange position where, Yes, their old music, their older music is pop music, but there's something, how am I trying to, I'm not quite sure what I'm trying to say. They have like a timeless quality where they can kind of make songs at any time, and they all kind of sound the same, and it doesn't really, it's not really rooted in any kind of time and place. Yeah, Like if you played Black Coffee now, it doesn't sound like anything else, and it doesn't sound like a song from the... The nineties or the two thousands, it doesn't sound like a song from now. It sounds That's, like a song from just like the ether. Yeah, I would say Pure Shores maybe does feel more early two thousands William Orbit. And because we associate it with the beach yeah. so much, <laughs> the beach. But yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with like, that thesis. you can kind of hear like any of their songs from from the second album onwards. They it all is all kind of just timeless. Well, I so a lot of talking about going on a night out in Soho and bumping into Willie Orbit, the Met Bar. <laughs> I feel like. All Saints were the epitome of the Met Bar. Well, I met, I met, uh, Melanie Blatt because of, uh... Oh, I was there! You were there that night, yeah, where we were at the top of that, the point. But that was, okay, so the Met Bar was a bar (laughs) in London at the Metropolitan Hotel. It was like a real scene, they were always there, but we went in real fading years, like 2009 Mm -hmm. maybe we were there? And we, the reason we met Mel Blatt is because Jamie used to work at, we were with Jamie and he used to work at the Met Bar and knew her from there, and then we were at that night out in point and she was there it was her birthday the night was for her birthday it was that gay night what was wow. it called and uh, and and we met her that was that night where i couldn't get out of center point remember i lost my mind that night and I got, my jeans <laughs> you did i got that's where i got trapped in the lift oh my god <laughs> i couldn't get out <laughs> do you remember how dramatic it was going to the toilet in center point it was horrible that's how that's why i had to leave remember because I was really drunk and I didn't realize how high up we were. And then I went to the toilet and I'd been multiple times that night, but I just had this moment of clarity where I looked down as I was like weeing and I was like, I have to leave now because I'm so high up. And then I got stuck in the, I didn't even get stuck in the lift. If you're listening to this, I just went up and down in the lift like 10 times and couldn't work out where the exit was. (laughs) On a Monday, the Monday afterwards, (laughs) I had to go back and retrieve my clothes from the place how would you lose your jeans there because I was wearing a catsuit underneath so I just stripped off to that and I left a bag with all my clothes <laughs> and I had to go back on my like lunch hour on Monday to collect them God, London and, baby you and me spent a lot of our 20s retrieving items of clothing you from... never you, shut up you never retrieved a single item maybe once you got that gold H&M jacket back <laughs> but other than that you were losing scarves and jackets and layers of go-go <laughs> well I was really only referring to that gold jacket I love that jacket <laughs> So <sighs> that was my- a gold gold H H&M D bomber jacket. My only thing I was going to add here is I think it's funny that the All Saints were originally like, you know, set up as like cool rivals to the Spice Girls. And now my only knowledge of All Saints is really like the Appleton sisters hanging out with Emma Bunton and Holly Willoughby. Yeah, <laughs> They're always just going for lovely drinks with the girls. I have not been able to think of a US equivalent of All Saints. No, I was racking my brains for this today and I, I was like, we have to just... We have to not think about girl groups, I think. Well, I was trying to think of, is there a girl rock group? I I was trying to think of even a solo artist who's like, who's cool enough, but still like tethered to pop. Oh, okay. And I was, I was, I was like racking my brains and I was going male, female. At one point I was thinking of Olivia Rodrigo, like, because, but then she's obviously, you know, a modern day Avril Lavigne. What about like the chicks? I know it's weird to say. Hmm interesting formerly of Dixie the Chicks okay I don't know maybe listeners you can help us out Yeah, this, I can't work it this out this might have to be one where we where we really do appeal for, for help with it because I, I genuinely actually put some thought into this for once yeah and I couldn't think of anyone <laughs> well that's it maybe, the... they're, maybe they're the ones that finally break our very tenuous format but maybe yeah <laughs> so right currently the US equivalent of all saints the group not the sharp unknowing let us know you're welcome <laughs> And we're back. We're going to do the American topic, Fraser. What is it? What is it? <laughs> we're going to be discussing a little, a little Dutch town, a few, a few clicks away from here called Solvang. What, a few clog clicks a away? A few clog clicks away <laughs> over the mountains <laughs> to the little town they called Solvang. So Solvang is a, a very strange little town, and I'm going to read you the, just the description of kind of what and where it is, and then I'm going to talk to you about my, my time there. So Solvang, which is the Danish word for sunny field, Mm. it's a city in Santa Barbara County, California, and it's in the Santa Ynez Valley. I think that's how you say it. And basically, it's a little town that is essentially Dutch-themed, and I'm going to tell you how and why it's Dutch-themed, and it's very American and and very suspicious, and involves two sets of kind of native people being ousted from the land. Of course. (laughs) Get them out. Yeah, so... Basically, the first set of people, it was a, it dates back to 1804, a, a Spanish mission was kind of founded there. And I think they, I think the Spanish mission ousted the Native Americans that lived there, the indigenous people that lived there before them. Okay. <laughs> so it was the Chumash people before that, the Chumash tribe. Then they got ousted by the Spanish mission. Okay. And then even more confusing on top of that, in 1911, a new settlement of Danish Americans purchased loads of land and essentially ousted the Spanish mission <laughs> people. Right. So they were the third set of people. So so should we go <laughs> and create your Welcome America-ville? Exactly. I think if we can buy enough land, we can do it. Okay. So basically, the reason it's kind of a, du- a Danish-themed, not Dutch, which I keep saying, Danish, not Dutch, because it's now Danish-themed, is because, yeah, in 1911, this settlement of Danish Americans bought loads of the land and essentially just kind of took it over... They actually didn't build... This is why this town is bullshit. Okay. <laughs> so part of the the charm uh, in quotation marks of this town is that it looks like what Americans people think a Danish town would look like. So there's a windmill, all the houses are built in Danish style, and, you know, it's meant to, it ha- meant to have this kind of charming Danish village look to it. All of that stuff was built in 1947 is when they started actually building the stuff. During, wait, no, just, just post-war. <laughs> post-war. Post-war. But yeah, post-war. They basically, they only had like a couple of buildings that had that style. And then essentially, yeah, in the, in the, like, the, the late 40s, early 50s, they just redid the town and started rebuilding things to look like a Danish town. So, st- so stupid. While well, we were there, so I went for our friend Sarah's uh, birthday weekend and that's one of my things is that I kept saying to everyone, this place is really dumb. <laughs> I was like, this is fun, but this place is so stupid. It felt like like Disneyland, we kept saying it felt like we were in Epcot, but it, the whole thing was just like Denmark themed, mm. like a huge, one single Denmark themed Epcot. Like nothing feels real. All of the like, there's like horse and carts like going around, like carrying tourists around. Ugh. There's a stupid, There's a statue of, like, the little mermaid and... Have you been to... Have you been to Denmark proper? No, never been to Denmark proper. I've never been to Scandinavia in, in general, have yeah, you? I went to Denmark as a kid and we got the ferry over there. Oh, you and did? And on the ferry, <laughs> they were playing the movie Mermaids and I was desperate to see it. <laughs> did you... Did the ferry go straight to Denmark? I cannot. Or did remember. you go? Did you go to like the Hook of Holland? I was maybe like f- we went to Holland. I I was about five years old. So <laughs> okay. I just like saying Hook of Holland. Hook of Holland. <laughs> Do you remember what else? We went to Legoland. Mm, lovely. We definitely went to. Oh my god! What asterix and obelix? Do you remember them? I went to Asterix and Obelix Land. That was in um that was in France, right? Oh no. That one. Where is that? I've been to that. I swear that one was. Oh, and then we went to Tivoli Gardens. A real European thing. I swear there's an asterisk in Oblix Land in Denmark. Oh, yeah, maybe I'm making this up. You've conflated it with a trip to Park Asterix. Yeah. Yeah, I went for a birthday weekend and we did a wine tasting day on the Saturday. That was our big day. There's a group of like, 20 of us 15 20 of us okay we had a party bus that picked us up from our very strange kind of old dutch hotel that we were staying in oh yeah i never even asked you about the accommodation (laughs) it was nice it was it was it was sweet yeah me me and teddy had a a nice room it had a fireplace in it so on the first night we we lit a fire and (gasps) watched uh what did we watch the first night i think we watched jurassic park Jurassic Park three, I think we watched the first night in bed with the fire lit. It, Jurassic Park three is that the one with the cell phone and the shit? Yeah, that's okay, the. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and the flying ones. Yes, yes, okay. it's the um. Yes, that's actually the sequence we watched with the pterodactyls yes, inside of. There we the... go. Yeah, and and really weird casting in that there's like Tia Leone and uh, William H Macy are, yes. the, are the like <laughs> the, the the heroes very odd. So our day consisted of. A trip to three wineries.
2: Uh Uh-oh. Now I'm going to tell you what I
1: remember in in a certain order. First winery, again, I couldn't tell you the single name of any of the places that we visited. Mm -hmm. First winery was gorgeous. It was this gorgeous building and it was all these, all the seating was on this kind of deck area on this huge open lawn. And then beyond the lawn was just these rolling hills of like Santa Barbara. And it was really inexplicably just really hot and sunny that day, even though it wasn't when we'd like arrived And I felt so bad because it was a pink cowboy theme for Sarah's birthday. Mm -hmm. So we were all dressed in various, you know, stupid costumes. There was a couple dressed as (laughs) a cow and a bull. um, And the bull was wearing a bell around his neck. That was Xander. (laughs) But why were they dressed as a cow and a bull? Because cowboy oh got it i also saw someone was wearing an unofficial merch avatar 2 hat yes that was really good he that was his one his, his one and only nod to her birthday theme was that he made a hat which he made himself and it was pink and it said avatar 2 on it i'm like and, he, and he wore like a czech shirt that but, was it that wins <laughs> So we arrived at this winery and I felt so bad because it was very peaceful and there was maybe just a small handful of people enjoying some wine on this gorgeous, like, terrace. And then we... Meanwhile, the, the fucking bachelorette party turns up <laughs> Completely, off. completely. And, like, we genuinely we were listening to the most stupid music as well. I think we were listening to man i feel like a woman when we arrived at the winery man i feel <laughs> like some wine am i right and there's a great there's a great video someone i think someone made a real or a tiktok of us it's one of the one of the members of the what, party of us exiting what, the bus what someone else who was already there not a member of your party no, no, it was a member of the party but she managed to get off first and she did a, a tiktok of us exiting the bus to man i feel like a woman it's all like sped up it's pretty fun so yeah, we, we terrorized this winery and had, a, we did a proper wine tasting, you know, like they came out and explained where all the grapes were from and which vineyard that it was from. and like yeah, that's the, because the climate this, this is the first glass of wine, yeah, of it course. Was, it was actually lovely. We There was kind of a gardens uh, ahead of us as well. And we went and took pictures uh, like in the gardens. And it was just really, that was, this was our classiest stop of the, of the wine tasting. Then we drove, this is when it all starts to get a little hazy and we drove to this second winery and it was Fucking insane. It was like this again, gorgeous kind of outdoor area, but it was huge. This outdoor kind of there was no building really on this one. It was just all outdoors. It was as if we had arrived at. I've never seen so many straight people in one place well, you're in a, a social capacity. You were a fucking zenyard. Yes, but the first one had such a small amount of people that it didn't feel like that. This was like, and that was like quite there was older people, and younger people at that one. This one was all solidly. Straight people in their twenties and thirties. Oh, okay. And and the music was there was the music playing. It was really loud. What it kind was of like music a, was it? Like like party music. Oh, actually, I couldn't put my finger on. And there was just a lot happening at that winery, and it was kind of it was like a it was like a party venue. Okay. So that was there was a lot happening there. Everyone was straight, and one of our members of our party, who was a straight straight man himself, pointed out that. Everyone was dressed in a different varying color palette of Diane Keaton in Something's Gotta Give. (laughs) Everyone there was in every woman there was in a different kind of beige caramel in that beige caramel color palette with lots of knit. (laughs) And even the men, it was like they'd been forced to be dressed all in light beiges, caramels, and and kind of knits. So you almost have really stuck out. So we yeah. had fluoro pink. Oh no, we got a round of applause, and and it was the venue was. Oh, that's good. Our table was right at the like at the far end, so we had to walk the entire thing, and we were getting like catcalled and like rounds of applause, and yeah, it was it was awful but really funny. That's I'm glad that they were into it. You no, know, they no, we it was we got a lot of good positive attention. Good. There was definitely some negatives, but like at, by this point we didn't care. And also for that group of people, like literally not one of those people gives a fuck about yeah. what anyone has to say. So, Question question, rewind. You know, I'm not a big wine drinker. What color of wine were we drinking? So the the wine tasting, we did white and red. And then actually slowly as the day moved on, we abandoned white and we just drank red wine. Oh, that's good. So actually, into that. yeah. And it was really nice. That one was insane. There was this one straight man who definitely was trying to hit on the Male members of our party, including the straight men, he was definitely just like some kind of closeted man. it was really that was very stressful. I befriended a dog and a lovely couple that had a dog. They came over and talked to us for a while, and the woman just kept saying, "You guys are really fun." She's like, oh, really nice to see people having fun, letting loose and having fun. It's like, okay <laughs> um, leaving that winery, things really started to go into fast forward mode. okay, so you you had like a bus to, to car- yes, carry on a- the driver. The driver, the driver proceeded to, we gave him a pink cowboy hat and he wore it the entire time. That's good. To the point where at one winery, we looked over and he was parked in the car park and he was still wearing the hat and just like looking at his phone. He was really lovely. Oh, thank God. Can't remember his name. He was lovely. Lovely man. He had uh, snacks and food and (gasps) uh, like water and stuff for us on the bus. I think they're so used to people kind of going a little out of control there that they have all the things in place, especially water and snacks. And then... They went to a third winery, and actually, this was also still really nice. The, the evening kind of got more crazy after that, but we basically just were at this huge table, and we didn't even do a tasting. We just ordered loads of red wine, and they bought us blankets, and we just sat on this big, huge table, and their owners came out, and they were talking to us, and they were, we had a really good time talking to them. I bet you're all talking a lot back. Oh, there was... I mean... You've met you've met Sarah's and Sarah's friends before. The chaotic streets. Yeah, it doesn't even take a drop of wine for everyone to be talking. So it was just, I've never actually heard such a din of people talking. And our friend Joe came, and he's he also his feedback was he's just like I've never he's like people everyone was just so confident (laughs) it's like it's not even confident with them confidence with them it's more like everyone is a very loud character yes that's it completely and they've and everyone's got all the lines yes it's it's so true i've never felt so i've never felt so at ease to to kick back and not have to provide any entertainment. I was positively silent. (laughs) I was just enjoying it. Um, And then, yeah, things just really got very fast forwarded from there. We went to a karaoke bar, which I believe we were the only patrons of. It was a very small bar. And the karaoke setup was an iPad on like a stand It definitely was connected to speakers, but you had to go up and type into YouTube karaoke version of the song that you wanted, Mm, and then you just sang over like a YouTube track. Were you definitely in an actual bar, or were you just in someone's house? Yeah, (laughs) no, it definitely was a bar. I remember, I remember buying wine from behind a bar, but there was one person working there. So, question for you now: Were people still drinking wine at this point? Yes, we all, we all committed. We all had made the commitment to just keep drinking wine. Now, food. You said you mentioned snacks in the bus. What else was the food situation? Uh, there was a food truck at the second place. Okay. Which uh, only a few people indulged in. There was also like a cheese cheese plate at Ugh. maybe two or three of the venues. There's always a fucking cheese and crackers plate. Yeah. I ignored the cheese and crackers. I actually ignored all of the food until, the, until we left the third winery. And we went to this, I think while we were doing karaoke, a few of us split off and went to this beer garden and got burgers and sausages okay. and like had a break. That was the only thing that saved my life. Was having that. I think I didn't even order a burger. I think Joe made me eat half of his burger. Yeah, because he was like, he's like, just eat. I'm already <laughs> panicking about not eating right now. <laughs> yeah, no, you would have been fine. There was plenty of the, the food truck at the second place. You would have, okay, you would cool. have liked it. Was Good. there was a lot going on there. So yeah, so that was that was really soul paying to be honest with you. The the trip that we had, it was a glorious kind of red wine tinged. Everyone screaming hellscape that was really fun. So it was it was one big main day of drinking. Yeah, we, we did we went out the night before most of us and but that was like a dinner or something. Oh no, we just oh. we just drank. God, I we, went to we... I had to go I had to leave I had to leave and go to Subway and come back because I didn't because I hadn't eaten Subway. anything. Subway. Yeah, I ate a Subway alone. And the thing is that everyone was in one bar and Subway was literally next door to it so I just left went next door and came back most of the time so my mum was really harassing me while I was in Solvang because she had watched a Hallmark Christmas movie that was set in Solvang and she wanted me to send her her and my, my grandma had watched it and they were like you have to take loads of pictures We we we, we hated the film but we like loved looking at this weird town wait did you do anything for like breakfast on the Sunday or anything? Was there anything like a nice hungover goss sesh or anything like that? I think there was kind of a hangover goss session happened. But me and Teddy and Joe were like, pack it up. We need to get out of here. We <laughs> yeah,
2: need to get we out were like, of We have bad. had enough
1: of Solvang. Because the thing about Solvang is so small that after, especially after being in LA, it's shocking how much you can walk around to absolutely every single thing in the town going to a winery is obviously not a thing in the uk at all no but over here it is like such a thing like oh we'll do a fun trip we'll go to a winery or like a bachelorette party or a thing or yeah. a th- do you know what i mean i will say it, it was it was the best version of what could have been a terrible time yeah like all straight people going to a winery outside of la it sounds awful but the company was perfect yes they're the, like the weather was perfect the the people at the wineries, especially the third place we went to, where they came out and just were, like, chatting with us. Like, we had such a good time. We made so many friends. We made quite a handful of enemies, including, uh, <laughs> including a man, <laughs> one man who came in alone to where we were doing karaoke. We were literally were the only, well, there was a group of, like, 20 of us in this tiny bar, so we filled it. And then this one guy came in and didn't realize we were all together. And he was, like, really fucking with us. And, like, I think at one point he'd, like, unplugged the karaoke. And then he tried to perform a song and we all booed him. <laughs> wow because i think he thought i think he thought oh this bar's full of people and then he didn't realize we were all one entity and we all turned on him (laughs) because imagine crossing that group of people (laughs) that's terrifying. Scary. <laughs> he didn't get. He didn't get a cowboy hat. Did he, he absolutely did not get a cowboy hat. So I don't think there's too much more to say about Solvang. I left my. I left my heart and my my kidney and my dignity in Solvang. So wait, is the UK equivalent of Solvang Denmark? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. No, it's not. It's not authentic enough. No, I actually I, I put some thought into this, and okay. I had like a weird memory of going. I couldn't quite remember this. I thought that I went on a family trip to Cornwall and that we went to this like weird Italian town. And I was Mm. like, what is happening? And I thought, well, it can't have been. Then I remembered it's actually a Welsh village called Port Merion. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of Port Merion, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, So it's um, a village in North Wales. And I actually think I went to Port Merion on the trip when I went to see All Saints. Like genuinely think this is all folded together in a really weird way. So yes, P-O-R-T-M-E-R-I-R-I-O-N. Oh, wait, where are the Chinas from? Yes. So look Google Port Marion and then look at the like what? look at the architecture of the town. What? Isn't it crazy? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. So Port Marion is this town in Wales. Someone in the in 1925 went in and he like basically bought the town and remodeled it in this in the style of Portofino from Italy. Bearing in <laughs> mind there's a BBC Travel article that says, is this Britain's most bizarre village? Basically, it's this entire town in Wales that's inexplicably just themed after Portofino. <laughs> and it's famous for China. So I feel like Solvag's famous for like you know fake dutch people and wine and this is port marion is italy and china you're welcome (laughs) uk equivalent of solvang is port marion All right, thank you for listening. As ever, you're going to get episode of Your Welcome America every two weeks, but we're still... prime. We're only half... <laughs> you are prime. You are prime. Chasing the Saturdays. We've got an episode every week. We're only halfway through. We're not even halfway through. Absolutely. What? No, it just makes me laugh that we're not even halfway through. through. I would say if we were thinking of you know a plot that drives itself forward that's terrible but i'm happy just to you know (laughs) spend 45 minutes a week talking to you about like (laughs) una's hair (laughs) because we certainly ain't talking about anything else on that show yeah like the the (laughs) salads that they've they're eating at lunch and where they may have purchased them from where productions purchased them from so yeah do have a little listen to your welcome america presents chasing the saturdays as ever get in touch on instagram on twitter email us please rate and review us and then actually just to check in how many days is it until avatar 3 oh, you, uh, no loads refused let me um you, let me have a quick look we
2: follow them
1: their latest update was on uh, a day ago oh so it's 683 days until avatar 3 no loads refused otherwise known as the seed bearer the seed bearer 683 days can't wait <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> bye thanks for listening <laughs>
0: You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose.
1: I go by Toyota sponsors T4.
0: Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember
2: we couldn't remember the word for table.